1: We took a three-week break. People lost their fucking minds. Uh, I'm not familiar with other shows that do 47 out of 52 weeks a year (laughs) and then get complaints about it. But we're back. We have a very exciting show. Joining us today, she's a writer and producer for The Good Place and Broad City. Please welcome Jen Statsky.
2: Hi. Hi. Hello.
0: Hello. (laughs)
1: She's a comedian and writer for shows such as High Maintenance, Miracle Workers, and Pod Save America on HBO. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, Mitra Juhari. Hello. And he's a TV writer and host of the Funny Hollywood Handbook podcast and the Unfunny LA podcast, (laughs) Hayes Davenport.
3: Thank you, John. I just want to say if people are looking for a show to listen to the other five weeks of the year... That John isn't doing a show. Uh, We do do a show all the way through.
1: Great, 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 great. That's great. That's great to hear. That's great to learn. Uh, We are live in the new and improved jumbo-sized Crooked Media Studio. We'll be back at the improv next week. I finally sort of awoken after my post-election slumber. I went to Las Vegas. Cool. Ooh. I gambled Great place to relax, yeah. I gambled. For <laughs> <laughs> I uh, won some money, then I Let's lost some specifics. money. Let's talk specifics.
2: Let's get into Where'd numbers. You go? Come on. Uh,
1: I went to uh, all kinds of casinos. I played craps. I played blackjack. I did what I always do in Las Vegas, which is realize I want to leave much sooner than when I planned. <laughs> went to the yeah. airport early, and I flew home. <laughs>
3: If they hadn't won the house, I meant you would have gone and had to stay until you won enough money to like feel whole again. Uh, I had gone, if, if we hadn't won the house, I'd have gone
1: to Las Vegas like Norm Macdonald. Either I'm a yeah. millionaire or yeah. I'm starting <laughs> to fuck over. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be back at the improv next week so you can get tickets for that. And we're going to announce a big love and relieve it tour next week. We're going to go all across the country, some places you've heard of that rhyme with. Macago, <laughs> <laughs> New York City.
2: What if you were going to Orange County? You'd be in trouble. Nothing right, rhymes nothing, with Orange well, County. Eminem, Eminem
1: <laughs> claims he can rhyme things with orange. Really? Yes. Has he
2: ever proved this? I think he did, he it, on, did it in on the 60- Trump rap. Oh, it's in the oh, Trump awesome. rap? I thought he <laughs> <not>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a rapper, that is the goal. If you can rhyme with a word no one else can, that's that's huge.
1: And you're a student of rap.
2: I am a student of rap. (laughs) I am an aspiring rapper. I'm actually so glad I have you all here. And count me in.
1: (laughs) Um, All right, let's get into it. What a week. It has been a month since Democrats won the midterms by the biggest margins since Watergate, and reality is finally setting in for Republicans. America voted incorrectly, but it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, In states all across the country, Republicans are doing everything they can to make sure Americans get exactly what they didn't vote for. In Wisconsin, the lame duck legislature worked alongside Scott Walker, the lame fuck governor, to curb the powers of the incoming Democratic governor. Working through the night, they passed laws that limit early voting, require the governor to work with the heavily gerrymandered Republican Congress to expand programs like Medicaid, allow the Senate to veto governor appointees, require the Attorney General to seek approval from lawmakers before making legal decisions. They also prevent the governor from banning guns in the state capitol, and they require all federal employees to wear a MAGA hat and donate to Milo's Patreon. I feel like that one's too far.
2: <laughs> the rest I agree with, but that one... <laughs> it shouldn't be a law. It
3: shouldn't be against the law. But Right.
2: Some people don't can't pull off like red. It's not good for their coloring. Yeah. So if I have to wear a MAGA hat...
1: Uh, not a lot has been said about the hats that have been victimized by the MAGA hat, because basically any red hat with white letters is like, like, don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes situation. You're like, I'm going to see what you are when you get fucking closer, but I'm on edge.
3: I see people trying to do the Make America Smart Again and things like that in the red hat.
2: It's just a, do a different hat. It's Don't do it. Yeah, it's not worth I might already be charging you to tackle you. And then yes. I see the at no, what well, your hat I'm actually... on your side. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's your yeah. fault.
1: Don't and, do it. And almost MAGA hat is a great hat to be buried in, basically, is what we're saying. <laughs> yes. And we've also gone through so many phases. Like, there was a moment where it was ironic to wear the Make America Great Again hat. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people with photos of them in MAGA hats Like at a bachelor party or something, and they're like, "Oh no, those photos are ruined because he won." (laughs) And then there was a phase where people were making funny versions of the MAGA hat. I happen to have one, all right, and I can't wear it. What is it? It says "Electric in Any Medium" uh, because it's it is a way I used to describe myself.
4: (laughs) 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 So many different levels to that.
1: Be the Trump you want to see in the world. That's what I always say. Uh, Back to the news. (laughs) Uh, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin's annoying younger brother. I'm going to get fucking murdered for that. I'm going to get... Twitter murder for that. They added amendments to curb previous legislation to increase the minimum wage and allow workers paid sick leave. While in North Carolina's 9th district, Republican Mark Harris leads by 905 votes. America is seeing its real first case of massive fraud in recent memory after allegations surfaced that multiple political operatives were going door to door saying, quote, she was assigned to the district to collect absentee ballots, including unsigned and unsealed ones, and then harvesting the ballots from Mark Harris' All of this corruption and dishonesty was happening in the backdrop of the news surrounding the death of President George H.W. Bush, who many Republicans are mourning as the last of a genial generation. Uh, Ross Duthat in The New York Times even wrote that he missed being ruled by WASPs. Jen, the Republican Party is longing for the days of old while simultaneously doing everything they can to undermine the will of voters. Was uh, the grand old party great before... Trump came along.
2: They've always been so cool. (laughs) No, they've always been bad, right? Like, it's just the shame part of it. Trump made them be like, oh, we don't have to hide how shitty we are in our policies, like try to pretend that we're good for poor people and minorities and women. Like, we can just have no shame about it. So they've always been bad. It's just Trump made them be like, oh, we don't even have to pretend. We can just... Wear our dumb, ugly red hats and be assholes about it.
1: <laughs> Misha, what do you think? Do you miss uh, rule by wasps, waspocracy?
2: Yeah, I
4: mean, as a self-identified wasp, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss the days when uh, my neighbors. Uh, no, I mean, I you know, my I grew up surrounded by wasps. I don't like wasps. I'm scared of wasps, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't miss them. And I think it's like I think it's gross that that article got written. I think it's gross that it got published i think it is like people aren't even like thinly veiling their racism anymore
2: yeah and like what what is it it's just that there was like civility they were pretending that thing they weren't doing things to hurt people and that's what people missed
4: yeah it's politeness it's yeah. like the charming racist instead of the ugly one yeah exactly
2: <laughs> i thought the
1: Dow that column was not very good but i actually think that there's a way in which he is diminishing the role that racism played in that patrician air and the power that it held. But even if you put that aside, right, because he would claim that that's not the argument he was making. He was saying something else. Even if you put that aside, and I don't think you totally can, right, I think he was minimizing something. There is a deeper problem with that argument because George H.W. Bush empowered Roger Ailes. He empowered really vicious people to do the campaigning for him. And what's interesting to me is it's almost as if Republicans of that generation were given a choice, which is they could either allow a cosmopolitan America to expose them to the ways in which they were doing shameful things and change their behavior, or they can choose to stop experiencing shame and just do the campaign tactics they would have done anyway. Hayes, do you think Trump deserves credit for that shift to the shift in which they discover that... Shame removed as an obstacle. There actually aren't as many political consequences to this kind
3: of bare knuckles behavior. What do you think? First of all, I thought he was a wasp. So this is news to me that Trump is not a, 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 a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Uh, so, uh, but in, in terms of that shift, I think a lot of it comes back to actually the voter suppression stuff happening on the state level this used to be a kind of thing that you could get away with because people weren't really paying attention. Uh, so if anything, he made politics our new entertainment. People are paying more attention to this stuff all the time. I think if, that, if there's one good thing that came out of this presidency, it's that people are locked in on just the normal rat fucking that you like you see all over the place like throughout history. It yeah,
4: was already happening and always happening.
3: Yeah,
1: exactly. This is an escalation. It is a new phenomenon to see Republican legislatures so brazenly saying—like, they used to do more of, in advance of an election, try to make it harder for people to vote— make it easier for their own people to vote, disenfranchise people, gerrymander, all of those things have been going on for a very long time. But what we saw in North Carolina, which is being replicated in Wisconsin, which is being partially replicated in Michigan, this idea of after the election is over, in the lame duck session, before the Democrats take over, fundamentally adjust the balance of power to make sure that the current Republicans have more of it. That is new. I think one deep and difficult question for the country is not just how do we beat these people, but... Inside the Republican Party, which is going to continue to be one of our two major parties, how do we restore the consequences for bad action? Like, How do we make sure that these people either rediscover the the thing that would have stopped them from being this brazen even a few years ago, and how do we increase the political cost for this kind of action? I just don't think anybody has the answer. We're all watching this, and our answer is protest, and our answer is fighting back, but this is the nature of it. We're not going to be able to vote in Wisconsin to undo these things or to make our voices heard about these things until
3: the next election, which is two years away. Sucks. (laughs) I think one model for it maybe is California because when I I only moved here in like 2009, but when I got here, everyone was talking about how the state was totally ungovernable. It was gerrymandered like to shit uh, and you just couldn't get anything done in the state house, but they kind of did it on the ballot. They redrew the precinct lines on the ballot for fair elections and things like that. And I think you do see that more and more across the country, more and more um, propositions getting on the ballot that are making things a little bit cleaner. Um, so if there's a way to do it, I think it's to, to put it up for a vote. Yeah, it
1: is true. That it seems like the answer to these attacks on democracy is more democracy, right? Because even if the Democratic brand has been tarnished by Democratic politician failures, but also Republican propaganda, we've seen... Ballot measures to reform the criminal justice system in Louisiana. We've seen Medicaid expansion in the reddest states like Utah, and Idaho. We've seen uh, the minimum wage being increased in Arkansas and Missouri. So there is this appetite out there for direct democracy to reform these kinds of things. So at least that is exciting. Um, Jen, before we move on, this is debate inside the Democratic Party about how we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. right? Like what does it mean to be a party that believes in norms, you know? Like, are we going to be like talking about norms as the last bit of water fills fills <laughs> fills the panic room in which we're currently hiding? Right, right. right. I'll
2: be clawing it into my cell. Like, <laughs> yeah. with my fingernails, norms.
1: Yeah, just like norms and. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, just you and Hillary, Hillary Clinton, and you just sharing a cell. Lock them
2: up, <laughs> Jen and Hillary. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get going.
1: <laughs> I have to say, in terms of like drawing a cellmate. Yeah. I think that's a good sell, hey, mate. In
2: terms of fun, like, buddy comedies, me and Hill in the cell, come on.
1: It's like, you're super neat. She's really messy. <laughs> <laughs> you, she's the one that puts the tape down the middle of the cell. You don't go on my side. <laughs> I don't go on your side.
2: Uh, it sells itself. I'm sorry, though. Did I, was there a question, or did Here you want comes. to talk about the Hillary Clinton? Here comes the, the
1: question. Yeah. Do we have something to learn from Republican dirty tricks in this way? Interesting. What do you think?
2: I am often super frustrated with the Democratic idea that we have to stick to norms and that we have to play by the rules. However, I will say that as I see more and more of what Republicans are doing, the thing I keep thinking of is like, oh, they're just a party that is like, again, to keep talking about shame. But I do think shame can be a useful thing when it's in regards to like checking empathy and being an empathetic party. And so to me, I don't want us to be so attached to the idea of sticking to norms that we Again, let the cell fill up with water and we're drowning. Right. It's also just
1: the situation has no reverse. It's not like Democrats, our answer to their disenfranchisement is to try to make it so that more people can vote. Exactly. Uh, You know, our answer to them saying, let's uh, use our Republican gerrymander to make sure that we preserve our power is to try to undo gerrymandering and draw fairer lines. It's a bummer.
4: Yeah, it's frustrating to always be the party that reacts. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: um, you know, it's both a political question, but it's obviously a moral question, and it is in a moral question. It's not just that we want to win; it's that we want the people we defeat to admit that they were wrong. And that's like a really hard thing, right? Like, no, no, we don't just want to defeat your policies. We want you to see that what you did in Wisconsin is wrong. Like, I think part of the reason I get more angry, at least focus my ire more on people like Paul Ryan and Marco Rubio than I do on, like, Jim Inhofe or Louie Gohmert or what are the other fucking hobgoblins wandering around the house <laughs> is because I believe that Marco Rubio knows better. I believe that Paul Ryan knows better. And I don't just want... To defeat Republicans that I think are doing the wrong thing, I want the ones that know better to just fucking admit it. Just let the guard down for one second. And the thing is, we don't live in a movie. And, yeah, it just and won't it, happen. It just right. won't
3: happen. It's going on right money. now with Scott Walker, where those bills are just going through the House, and I see conservative, uh, like moderates, saying, "Scott Walker, come on now, don't sign these. Scott, don't sign these bills." Uh-huh. And this time, <laughs> I think he is going to come through for us, guys. Yeah, like yeah. this time, he's not gonna, he's not gonna do it.
1: But, but of course, Scott, Scott. Walker just lost and he's looking at a, a future in which he's going to want to make money in the organizations and the well-funded infrastructure from a few billionaires who have been using Wisconsin like a rhesus monkey at a Revlon facility you know um,
3: making it, <laughs> making, it nice. yeah, making it look pretty and nice Yeah, making like- it beautiful making the world better you yeah. mean the most beautiful monkey in the that, world that
1: <laughs> Revlon that was a joke Uh, I don't know how closely you listen to podcasts. I don't even know what the legal ramifications are of my accusation. But just know that I cannot say with any certainty that Revlon is currently beautifying rhesus monkeys with untested cosmetic products. <laughs> or if products. they
3: don't deserve it. They might deserve it. it they maybe they might des- want <laughs> it.
4: They might like yes. it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Well, and it's frustrating yeah. to read an article like that and feel the way that I felt because I know that that's what that headline is designed for me to do is like it, it wants a reaction and I responded the way that someone named Mitra Jahari who has a background that I have is supposed to respond but it's like it's just so frustrating to keep seeing these like coded headlines that like yeah, you don't have to be a wasp to be good. Like that's what that when I read that, that's what I see. Yeah, like no, I, of we course. want people like him. What does that mean? And like people like like white people, white rich white people rich like white him men even. like like, like yeah. not even yeah. not even poor white people. Just that like a guy like him who can do a thing like that, and that's never gonna be me. And no matter how good I am, I can never be that. Like, that's what I see when I read it. So, like, him being like, "But that's not what I meant. It's like, it doesn't matter. It is, first of all. And second of all, even if it's not, think about it then. Like, you write for the New York Times. (laughs) I'm so sick of reading shit like that. Trump's racist. People who enable him are racist. It's exhausting to keep seeing that shit over and over and over again, trying to make it seem like it's anything other than that.
1: Yeah, I'd also say, too, if you do want to say, you know what? George H.W. Bush had these qualities. We need leaders that have qualities like that. It is hard to look at Barack Obama and not see the positive qualities that you're pulling out from George H.W. Bush. I'd also say, in addition to failing to recognize the values that currently kind of, whatever, animate the the wealthy elite in our liberal cities, who do you think's been signing up? You talk about serving in the military. Who do you think's been signing up Mm -hmm. for the last decade and a half of war? It's been people of color and rural whites, like, That's who has signed up. It hasn't been the children of the Republican elite. It's Mm -hmm. been the multicultural American working class that has been not just like powering the rising wealth that's accrued to the hands of the people he wants to put back in charge, but also defending us, serving in the wars, doing the kinds of public service that you claim this new elite isn't participating in. Mm -hmm. Anyway, before we move on, (laughs) uh, there is a chance that after we record this, uh, some Mueller news might break. And so I was wondering if we could just go one by one and just offer a reaction to any kind of earth-shattering <laughs> Mueller news that we could edit together <laughs> later. Uh, uh, Hayes, I'll start with you. What do you make of these incredible new, um, these new reports, these yeah. new charges that emerged just
3: Friday night? Well, I, uh, I got to say I was very skeptical about the Q stuff.
5: <laughs> and to find out that
3: it's all real and the charges are against Mueller <laughs> and he is going to the electric chair like, I, like really sad I, it is I I mean I guess but it's true he was a pedophile so I don't know <laughs> uh,
1: Mitra obviously that was only one facet of what we learned on Friday night of course um, we learned
4: so much um, yeah, I guess for me, like, you know, I'm someone with my ear to the ground, um, so I, I sort of saw all this stuff coming. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got eyes in me, like, you know, c- like classic places like Washington, D.C. And, classic like, place. you know, classic places such as, like, the Senate and sort of, like, the White House. And so sort of my classic eyes to the ground, uh, ears to the sky are um, filling me in on the day-to-day ops. Um, that's operations for that initiated. And, um, yeah, so I kind of figured... That all this shit would go down, so um, no one's asking me though. So if, if if the news would have asked me, then they would have known about it sooner. But they didn't. So now, um, you know, Robert Mueller's going to the chair.
2: <laughs> Jen, what do you think? I mean, wow, what a day! Uh, I would say that we've all thought so much about the P tape, but I think the biggest thing that it, wow, Timothy Chalamet is in everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God!
3: He wrecked me.
2: In He's that. incredible, uh, honest, raw. See
3: tears, still tears. Tears
2: and so young.
3: <laughs> and
1: I'll just, I'll just add one thing. Like obviously, what we learned yesterday, vis a vis the charges by and against Robert Mueller, Timothy Chalamet's appearance in the P tape, everything that Mitra saw coming, um, like. Democrats, we have a job to do, and obviously these revelations are like preoccupying and they're fun and we like talking about them all the time. But the bottom line is like, we need to make sure we're focusing on the policies and things that are actually going to make a difference to people. And like, this is candy, right? Like, look at what we learned today. It's absolutely incredible. Everything that was in that Flynn memo being suddenly unredacted by a witch, like that was so unexpected. But again, like, that's not going to get people health care. That's not going to get people a job.
3: Sober. Sober analysis.
1: When we come back, okay, stop.
3: (laughs) Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh, man. You know, I don't know. Pushing it down. (laughs) Pushing it all the way down. Getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it. Squishing it real tight. Fighting through it. Gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads. Fight it. You fight it. You push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. <laughs> Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the the, the attention span right now to focus on some of these longer-term issues. And she's Mm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Everybody needs therapy. You need therapy, I need therapy, Tommy needs therapy. Mm. We all need therapy. Mm -hmm. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. And we're back. Now it's time for a game called OK Stop. We'll roll a clip and the panel can say OK Stop at any point to comment. Lou Doms, who you might know as the founder of Space.com because he was found inside a racist meteor, is actually (laughs) also a television host. And for someone who loves the universe so much, he really does have some backwards views on drugs.
6: Let's take a look. With President Trump, he wants to build a wall. He wants to stop the importation of billions and billions of dollars of methamphetamines, marijuana, heroin, cocaine, opiates, and he wants the Chinese not to ship us all the fentanyl and all of the other deadly uh, drugs that they bring into this country.
2: Okay, stop. I think he wants to do drugs. He got really lost in listing all the drugs, and I think he was kind of like finding himself enticed by the idea of them.
3: I think it's offensive to say that a guy wants to do drugs who fucks up every other word he says on his show uh, and thinks that Obama is a member of the Muslim Brotherhood.
4: And I just want to say he has amazing style.
6: (laughs) He has to get everyone's support for that in this country. What in hell is wrong with the American people that they don't understand? This president deserves their support because he is trying to protect their lives. Okay, and stop. Th-
1: That's fascism, right, in a nutshell. like I'm not saying he's advocating for overthrowing the federal government, but the final step of fascism is, well, if these people aren't going to vote for the right person. Well, we'll just have to get some new people. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like a little bit like like... These Americans don't understand what's good for them. Lou Dobbs understands what's good for them. I'm on Fox News business. Fox News for the people that couldn't get on Fox News.
6: Well, I, I think that's the message. He has to keep pounding every single day because nobody oh, wait else... A wait a minute. He pounds it every day. I understand, but it doesn't get what? carried He has to do it himself. Okay, stop. Meet Trump. Uh, yes.
4: Yes, John.
1: Do you think Trump pounds it every day?
4: I will say um, I'm actually getting word from my people on the ground and... Um, <laughs> The White House, um, which is the President House, uh, for the <laughs> listeners, and um, he I, it is confirmed he does not pound it every day.
2: Also he let Ed Rollins speak for one second. <laughs> he played OK Stop with Ed Rollins on this, he didn't let him talk. He just wanted to talk about Trump pounding it.
6: Every preacher in the country talking about it every Sunday. They should be. Why is they it should should every be. school in be. the country talking about this with their students? OK stop. I
1: just want to be clear what Lou Dobbs is advocating. Lou believes that every school in the country needs to be teaching kids that Donald Trump is trying to stop China from importing fentanyl. I don't understand where that's fitting into the curricula. <laughs> <laughs> he also thinks that's what should be coming from the churches, from the pews, to the pews, yeah. from, the, from, the, from the Bima. Is it Bima if it's Christian, if it's Goy? What's a, <laughs> I get i getting a nod from uh, the Ashkenazi section.
6: Uh, every history teacher every you know it's incredible to me higher education is indoctrinating american students uh to become left-wing radicals instead of pointing out what a great country this is and how we became a great country you're watching um in robert muller a man trying to kill him you're watching whether it's uh paul ryan a republican speaker of the house trying to kill him politically
1: this is the man that founded Space.com <laughs> a wholesome endeavor to teach, teach people about
2: space. Also, he's talking about uh, what children in school are learning. He's a billion years old. He hasn't seen a child or spoken to a child in a very long time. Uh, That's a little insulting. Uh,
1: (laughs) He talks to the kids when he's doing the blood transfusions. So (laughs) that's ridiculous. And I think you owe Lou Dobbs and the children he buys blood from an apology. Well, I see it's at
2: Lou Dobbs. I'll tweet at him after this And before
1: you ask, he does insist that they are white.
2: (laughs) (laughs) As someone who dropped out
4: of state school uh, a mere four years ago, uh, I will say they did program me to, like, uh, Democrat. <laughs>
3: and you dropped out in protest. There wasn't any academic stuff. It
4: was not academic. I was just like, no, no, no. My God, my king, my boyfriend, Donald J. Trump, is going to run for president in just, in just four years. <laughs> so I drop out of school. Now I'm smart and I am serving on the administration, which is why I was brought here to represent uh, the different perspective.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think Lou Dobbs does with the money? (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good question. He's too fucked up to golf. Like, that's not a body that can golf.
4: It is crazy to me that he knows what a website is.
1: He is the founder of a glorious idea called space dot com
3: <laughs> is the money going towards keeping the body like that? Like, <laughs> like would it be worse? Would we be trying to give him the money back if <laughs> if it suddenly went away?
2: <laughs> Maybe it's going to space.com. I haven't checked out the site recently. I don't know. Maybe it's got a gorgeous design. It's a magnificent. Intuitive (laughs) Super Bowl ad. (laughs) Did you say Super Bowl? Super Bowl Bowl?
3: ad for space.com. Danica Patrick is moving over from GoDaddy to space.com. You know what? I can't. can't. I'm done with Lou Dobbs.
1: That's okay. Stop. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to have a very special performance. Woo! About healthcare.
3: Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way.
1: As a
5: chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop Chef Quality Pots and Pans at MadeInCookware.com.
1: And we're back! In 2017, Americans rallied together to stop Donald Trump and Republicans from destroying our current healthcare system. But what a lot of people don't realize is that since the Trump Care bill was defeated in the Senate, Republicans have been quietly doing everything they could to destroy Obamacare from behind closed doors. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. One way is by obliterating the marketing for healthcare.gov, cutting the advertising budget by over 90%. That's right, the P tape isn't the only thing. Donald Trump wants to keep secret. Uh, (laughs) Donald Trump wants to stop you and your loved ones from knowing that you qualify for affordable quality health care if you sign up before December 15th because he hates Obama more than he loves anything or anyone in this world. You can get plans for, in some cases, less than $75 a month, and an ambulance trip to the hospital costs way more than that. In fact, so much bad stuff can happen to you without insurance that we thought this holiday season we highlight this in a segment we are calling 12 Days of Health Care to help us please welcome the members of the Women's Center Creative Works Community Chorus. On
5: the first day with no care, my bad luck gave to me A partridge that pecked out my eye On the second day with no care, my bad luck gave to me Two turtle bites And a partridge that pecked up my eye On the third day with no care My bad luck gave to me Three French riots Two turtle bites And a partridge that pecked up my eye On the fourth day with no care My bad luck gave to me Four falling anvils Three French riots Two turtle bites And a partridge pecked out my eye. On the fifth day, with no care, my bad luck gave to me Hive of bee stings. Four falling anvils, three French riots, two turtle bites, And a partridge that pecked out my eye. On the sixth day, with no care, my bad luck gave to me Six leaves of romaine, high of beasties. Four falling anvils, three French riots, two turtle bites, and a partridge that pecked out my eye. On the seventh day, with no care, my bad luck gave to me seven swans a charging, six leaves of romaine, high of beasties. Four falling anvils, three French riots, two turtle bites, and a partridge that pecked out my eye. On the eighth day, with no care, my bad luck gave to me eight blades a-slicing, seven swans a-charging, six leaves of roaming, high of beastie Four falling anvils, three French riots, two turtle bites, and a partridge that pecked out my eye. On the ninth day, with no care, my bad luck gave to me nine ladies stabbing, eight blades of slicing seven swans of charging six leaves of romaine, I love beasties Four falling anvils, three French riots, two. Pecked out my eye. On the tenth day, with no care, my bad luck gave to me ten cords of strangling, nine ladies stabbing, eight blades of slicing, seven swans of charging, six leaves of roaming, high of stings Four falling anvils, three French riots, two turtle bites, and a partridge that pecked out my eye. On the eleventh day, with no care, my bad luck gave to me eleven vipers biting, ten cords a strangling, nine ladies stabbing, eight blades of slicing, seven swans a charging, six leaves of roaming, five of stings, four falling anvils, three French riots, two turtle bites, and a partridge that pecked out my eye. On the twelfth day don't oh, care my bad luck gave to me. Twelve Amazon drones are Right to your window. Then the drone smacks you right in the head, and gives you a concussion. And then you remember how bad Amazon tree's workers are working to replace them with robots that don't need breaks. Well, we need a safety net to deal, deal with corporate power. And charging six leaves of romaine, Five. hive of bee sting. <laughs> Four <laughs> falling <laughs> and the <a> three <laughs> French fries, <to laughs> two turtle bites and a.
1: again. Thanks again to the Women's Center for Creative Works Community Chorus. That was incredible. Remind your loved ones that they have until December 15th to head to healthcare.gov. Shop around. Find plans. Way cheaper than you think they are. And if you're confused, they have free expert help online or on the phone. It's super easy and super important. Don't listen to Trump. Check for lumps. <laughs> Go to healthcare.gov. Thank you guys so much. That was incredible. When we come back, again.
3: Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
0: For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: And we're back. That was amazing. How great was that song,
3: guys? Give it one more time. It's really sad that all that stuff happened to them. I don't think everyone's laughing and cheering. What they were describing was really sad stuff. Viper bites they and got hit bit by, by drones. Viber. They got sliced by blades.
4: And can I just say, I emailed John before the show, and I asked if I could sing something. And he said, there's no music on Love, Whoa. Wow.
3: <laughs>
4: and I have been absolutely blindsided and humiliated in front of my closest friends and colleagues.
3: What were you going to say?
4: Um, I was going to sing Dua Lipa's full album.
3: (laughs) (laughs) In the lead up to the 2018 midterm
1: elections, most of my attention was focused toward winning house races and illegally funding George Soros' money to the violent scary caravan. So we missed talking about (laughs) one story that is near and dear to all of our hearts, Fox launching a streaming service full of their D-list talent in front of green screens. (laughs) And the list of shows is so insane that we think you can't tell what's real and what's fake in a game we're calling The Birth of a fox nation would anyone out there like to play I know who should play Michael should play
4: you've been selected Michael
1: hi Michael hi I'm really glad you're here tonight yeah Uh, do you remember when at the very end of the Halloween party I called you Elliot (laughs) I do recall um I'm really sorry uh I want you to know that it was a moment of panic and I thought someone else had called you Elliot and I had this panic because I was like but that's not oh no what if I make a wrong decision but guess what I fucked it up
3: I get it look at him that's Elliot no he's a classic Elliot type you're right yeah <laughs> sure. To me,
4: an Elliot like has his shit together.
1: Yeah. No, no it wasn't a great. bad thing. It's great to be an Elliot. No, but yeah, I... I wasn't offended. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Honestly, the way you said that is how you looked when I did it. So, uh, are you familiar with uh, Fox Nation and yeah. the streaming service? Yeah. Are you ready to choose whether something is real or something is a fake show on that fake yeah. network? yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. It's a lightning round, so buckle up. Okay. One smart person with Greg Gutfield. Real. Correct. Moms, a roundtable about motherhood. Real. Antifa Nation, the true story of why my grandkids didn't invite me to Thanksgiving. Fake. (laughs) Correct. Minion Meme Roundup. Fake. Correct. Meet Tommy. Tommy Laren visits her South Dakota high school for some reason. Real. That is real. (laughs) Fox hosts talk about cholesterol medication during a commercial break. Fake. Correct. Riddle, the search for James Hoffa. Fake. That's real. Oh. The Megan Kelly Blackface Comedy Spectacular. Fake. That is fake. That is fake. <laughs> Although I did write it was real in a way. The Wise Guys. <laughs> Five people talking about the news while sitting at a table. Uh fake. That's real. Oh. What Made America Great. <laughs> Brian Kilmead's show about historic American locations such as the plantation where Andrew Jackson kept over 100 slaves.
3: Real. That's
1: real. <laughs> Yelling at minorities the best of Judge Perot. Fake. That is fake. America, great from the start. Real. That is. That's a real show hosted by Brian Kilmeade. Brian Kilmeade presents, going through my glove compartment for 10 minutes, then giving up after I forget what I was looking for. Fake. That is fake. He was looking for drugs. The Hunger Games. Real. <laughs> yeah, but. Oh, fake. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I've definitely seen it. <laughs> America the Beautiful with whoever hasn't been me would at the time of filming. Fake. That is fake. Stormfront Live with Tucker Carlson. Real. Fake. Uh, Well, that's just not what it's called. Hey, assholes. Want some commemorative coins? Fake. Correct. Cooking with Steve Doocy. Real. Correct. How do I get this to work on the Kindle fire my grandson gave me? Fake. Correct. Borked. Real. Correct. 17 uninterrupted minutes of Cialis commercials. Fake. Correct. (laughs) Oblique racism served with plausible deniability. Fake. But also real, but also <laughs> in real. a way. Give me an X, because it was also real. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Michael. Did I win? You won! Oh my God, guys! Yes. Everybody, give it Thank up for Michael. You. He's getting a parachute gift card. No way! Wow, wow. that's cool. Cool. <laughs> All right, before we move on.
3: <laughs>
1: before we move on, Fox finally has the conservative CISO they've always wanted. The QAnon Quibi. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Cracker Crackle. I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> the Hulu
3: Clucks uh, Klan. Is that something? Ooh. Would you, Not a laugh, but a ooh. No, no, I'll take honestly, it. i no. Honestly, Hayes, yeah.
1: I'm so sorry, because Hulu Clucks Klan is fucking great.
3: Thank you. Guys, that was a real Elliot for, moment.
1: Give yeah. it up for Hayes and Hulu Clucks Klan, because- I was trying to make a Hulu one. I had nothing. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm confused why Brian Kilmead has so many shows on it. Is he constantly just in front of a green screen <laughs> hosting um, different shows?
4: Shonda Rhymes the fuck, <laughs> streaming. <laughs> yeah, watch out,
2: watch out, Shonda Land. <laughs> How
4: much does it cost? Is that on your little card? It says it's it's forty. Up. It's forty grand a month. <laughs> yeah.
1: it says here it's nine ninety nine for whites. <laughs> 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 when we come back, the rant wheel
0: don't go anywhere this is love it or leave it and there's more on the way for 25 years nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a mike's hard lemonade it's because since day one mike's has been making lemonade the hard way we use three kinds of lemons all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection and cold pressed to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love mike's hard lemonade Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: And we're back. <laughs> Having a great time with Jen, Mitra, and Hayes. It's time for the rant wheel. You know how it works. We spin the wheel wherever it lands. We rant about the topic. This week on The Wheel, we have mayors who want to be president, private RSVPs, The new Grinch film, the film Widows, falling asleep on the couch. (laughs) I put that there, and I honestly don't know what I'm going (laughs) to say. Twitter reaction to Bush's passing, another data breach, weird clothing startups you only see on Instagram ads. Let's spin the wheel. We have Megan spinning the wheel for us. Here we go. I'm nervous. It's a real wheel. It has landed on mayors who want to be president, which was suggested by Hayes. Take it away. I can take
3: that one. Okay. Yeah. This is mostly about a specific mayor. I have nothing against, what's the guy, Pete? Uh, Buttigieg? Indiana Pete. Pete yes. Buttigieg. Yes. I, he, You're talking about Pete Buttigieg? Pete Buttigieg. God love him. He, like I encourage him to do whatever. I love, I love gay mayors. I uh, have a show, a local show called LA Podcast, and we talk a lot about how um, Eric Garcetti is hmm currently sort of toying with (laughs) running for president uh it's now gone for over a year he's been entertaining this possibility uh he had put a hard date on it that it was going to be done in 2018 but now he's extended it beyond that into early 2019 i think that mayor is too important a job to (laughs) take a year off to go to as he did uh last year he went to north carolina iowa New Hampshire and Nevada and South Carolina, which you only do if you are Guy Fieri and you're <laughs> shooting Diners, Drivers, and Dives, or if you are trying to run for president. Uh, but he hasn't announced. He's just he's sunk a lot of time into entertaining this possibility. And part of his campaign for himself, when he talks about maybe running for president, is that mayor is a more important job than, like, senator or someone from the House or whatever. You actually affect people's lives. Like, your jo- you have, like, a huge amount of on-the-ground impact. Uh, And I kind of think that means he should be here. That means he should be in L.A. sort of doing the job uh, more than he has been uh, in the past year.
1: I will say this. I think you're right about the fact that the job of mayor is an on-the-ground job that's like a real job. It's actually also why senators who have been both a senator and a governor don't like being addressed as senator. They like being called governor because governor is the job they're most proud of and the job they like the most because it's not just voting on things or being in a hearing. It's like running shit. And mayors run shit. I think uh, you raise a very valid concern about Garcetti. I will say, if Eric Garcetti does want to be president, he should probably stop being the first voice you hear in one of America's worst airports, which is Los Angeles <laughs> International <laughs> Airport. That is a hell space of bad design, and it is not his fault. I don't know what devil creature, what what orc, what Saruman decided that you have to pass all the terminals to get to Terminal 3. International or 4 I'm not doing a good job gesturing my fingers But it's a podcast, it's fine That was a crazy decision Yeah, It's crazy that if you go to Terminal 4 You see all the terminals when you come to the airport And then you see the rest when you leave That's stupid That's a stupid way That is a stupid fucking you That airport is a dumb you I hate it Oh wow, thanks for the little mini you You can Maybe if you're lucky, you're going to Terminal 5 You can skip 3 and 4, sort of
3: if and you're B lucky. is in there too, suddenly you're at B, and you forget which was the one before and which is the one after. They
1: just like added an
3: eight. I don't even know where yeah. they snuck an eight on there. Eight Why
2: now. is it terminal B? Why is it all numbers and then there's one B, but there's no. That's A. for Tom
3: Bradley, former mayor, to bring it oh, back to wow. my rant. The reason he's doing this is no, no, let's
4: go back to the terminals. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's just go one by one and do them all. Uh, it's because mayor is kind of a dead-end job. There's a reason why you don't know who B is, because Tom Bradley ran for governor and failed. Antonio Villaragosa, our last mayor, had to become an Herbalife spokesman, because that's, like, the natural <laughs> path, the next step for mayor of L.A. You don't hear a lot from James Hahn lately. Uh, so I think Garcetti is trying to raise his profile to, like, maybe have some kind of next-step job, but I think you just have to do that when you're out of office.
1: Uh, I'll just say two things. One, you've raised a profile of a podcast called LA Podcast because I'm in now. I learned <laughs> okay. a lot. Second, oh man, I asked uh, Villaragosa about Herbalife on this very podcast. Thanks. And, um, we, it was an awkward moment. We had a <laughs> tough moment on stage at the improv. And it's like, well, I don't think the improv is used to having these kind of Frost and things happening. <laughs> if he were a good spokesman, he would have
3: made you an Herbalife salesperson. And I am. <laughs> Let's spin it again.
1: It has landed on weird clothing startups you only see in Instagram ads. What are those things? <laughs> and also, I'm just going to confess something right now, and I know based on the fact that we're all living in someone else's algorithm that this is reflection on me. But I will say that my Instagram ads tend to be very male torso forward. Like, <laughs> Like when I'm scrolling through Instagram, it's like dog, food, baby, dog, food, baby, male torso. And that's how I know I'm about to decide whether I'm buying the best gym short according to Men's Fitness or GQ, you know? And it's always like a man stretching, you know, like with his foot up on the edge of a thing, just like showing you what these shorts can do. This is more of a rave, honestly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you said you're about to buy it. (laughs) Do you ever buy anything from these? So
1: I will say that I've added many things to many a cart. But that final step of buying something based on Nothing. Based on nothing other than the fact that Facebook, one of the world's great companies at treating people like shit, has (laughs) convinced someone else to pay them to show me this torso, either connected to a pair of Capri men's pants or male slippers or slippers that are reinventing slippers, I can never get myself to press the buy button, but I guess they know how close I come. Because I'm not just, I'm not scrolling by. I'm checking out sizes. I'm clicking what the sizes mean to that brand. Like, what is a medium to you? All right? Because like, you know, I need to know. I need to know what you think a medium is.
4: Well, I know that I'm fun and dumb because I get a lot of stuff for Aperol spritzes on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not on Instagram, but my Facebook feed is a lot of ads for pain medication. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'd rather see like hot people and like drinks and stuff.
1: <laughs> Let's spin it again.
4: <laughs> Thank God. Oh! oh. <laughs>
1: it has landed on the new Grinch, <laughs> which was suggested by Mitra.
4: Yeah. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, honey. <laughs> we like old Grinch, and I and we like we have a cartoon, and we got a different one, and so we don't need a third one. I don't like. I bet they don't even have the Baby Grinch. I want Baby Grinch in there. If Baby Grinch not in there, it's not Grinch, honey. And um, I don't like the marketing. They make fun of Off-Broadway. and it's co- New Grinch is coastal elite. <laughs> All the marketing is like, better than seeing your friend Off-Broadway. That's one of the ads in New York. It's like, okay, so you want rich people to come see Grinch? What? <laughs> Grinch is the people's princess. <laughs> You got Jim Carrey playing Grinch. That is Grinch. And then you've, now you've got Benedict Cumberbatch in Grinch. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> I think it looks ugly. I think the design is ugly. I hate new Grinch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're campaigning to be the Grinch.
4: <laughs> yeah, actually. And it's about time we got a woman of color Grinch, don't you think? And I think that if they need a Grinch, I'll be the Grinch. That wasn't my point, but now I believe it. And I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've d- been so kind about their movie, I'm sure they're going to be looking at to give <laughs> you a job.
4: <laughs> <laughs> because I believe in the franchise, and I hate what they're doing. <laughs> Anyone else got that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's spin it again.
2: <laughs> it has landed <laughs>
1: on private RSVPs, which has been suggested by Jen. Yeah,
2: okay. Let me paint you a picture, John. I'm, okay. I'm ready. It's a gorgeous Saturday in Los Angeles. You're at the farmer's market. You're buying ramps. I don't know what the fuck you buy at a farmer's market. <laughs> and you run into me, and we're talking, and it's the holiday season. So you say, hey, are you going to Mitra's holiday party? And I say, oh, I wasn't invited. <laughs> Horrible. It feels bad, you feel bad, I feel bad. You know how this can be rectified and this never has to happen again to any of us? If when you get invited to a party, you get to see the list of who else is going. You don't see their emails. Relax. All the famous people listening to the podcast. We're not We're not no. going to blast out your emails. That
1: was my first question.
2: I knew it was your first question. I knew. But it's just a list of RSCP lists. So it's like, you know that Jen, Mitra didn't invite her because they had a weird interaction on Love It or Leave It and she doesn't like her anymore. And so you don't ask me that. Does anyone else feel bad if they get asked if they're going to party and they're not invited or I ask you and you're not invited?
1: I so panic about this very issue that it's like I will be standing with the sibling of a person having a party and be afraid to say, see you at your party tomorrow because I'm just always ready to like get a. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? I didn't invite my brother to my party. I didn't want him there. Now I'm a fucking asshole. Fuck you. I didn't invite you so you can fuck up my whole fucking
3: party.
2: What would, w- it, can anyone give me a downside to if there was a list of who was at coming to a party? I want more to? than
3: that. I want to know who's going you and want who's blood not type. going. I want everything so I can see, all right, enough people are going to this party. I don't have to go. Yeah.
1: So,
5: <laughs> so I think there is a
3: problem, right? There is a problem if you introduce that
1: because suddenly – you look at who's going, and if you don't see enough people that you want to see, you're not going to go. But then, on another computer, across town, different part of town, mm-hmm. different home, Silver Lake, mm-hmm. Echo Park, West yeah. Hollywood, sure. Culver City, maybe. Sure. Uh, uh,
3: Someone listen
2: to Hayes to podcast about
3: LA. So <laughs> <laughs> we do. We list a lot of neighbors. Koreatown. Kore- Koreatown. Hey, the Palisades.
2: You know, maybe you, maybe you were really
1: successful in the 90s, and you're in the Palisades. And so nobody's responding because you know you want you you need that critical mass, all right?
2: Yeah, I don't I actually don't think it should be if people are going. It's just who's invited.
3: I want who's going and put all the emails in there. Every <laughs> every famous person's email is just firstname.lastname at gmail.com.
2: <laughs> every single one. True. Uh, well, email
1: when, your favorites. Uh, <laughs> let's spin it one more time. It
5: is.
1: (laughs) Megan has, with a very heavy hand, landed it on falling asleep on the couch. And this is where we'll leave it. Gotta stop falling asleep on the couch. (laughs) I think there's a lot of people out there in this hectic world of ours, Mm -hmm. quite secretly, falling asleep at night on the couch for reasons that are kind of confusing. Like... You know it's time to get ready for bed. You know this. You know also that you've not been following the last 10 minutes of Homecoming or the last 10 minutes of The Baking Show. You know that you're losing it. Your eyes are closing. You're falling asleep. And yet, you do this thing where you're like, it's good. (laughs) You're like, it's fine. Like, I know it's bad. I know that I ate the last bit of chocolate-covered cashews, and it is gross. But it's also fine. I'm going to fall asleep here because, and here's where I think it gets a little dark, because if I get up and get ready for bed and go to sleep, I'm admitting that there are four things I was going to do today that I didn't do because I got to do them tomorrow. And that, and plus, there's just the, the friction of getting ready for bed. And then Combination has millions of us every night sitting on that couch, that last thing of just I'm going to sleep here for like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the worst fucking sleep. And we do it again and again. I'm looking at a lot of people who do it. It's one of the darkest secrets in America <laughs> right now. Because we're so, like, there's too many people to respond to. There's too many texts you missed. There's too many things you had to get done today. And every single day you fail. And that last step of going to bed is the admission it is the admission of guilt that once again you did not forward the mail from the old person who lived at your house and they're never gonna get that etsy package and what is in there what's in there you were supposed to send that today that is too specific um oh
4: yeah yeah that's the part where it got specific (laughs) (laughs) not the tv shows the cashews
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so I just think I just think if I could take the step of talking about it, we can all start talking about the fact that we are falling
3: asleep on the couch and it has to stop. Who are we, we- mad at? Are we mad at the couch? <laughs>
4: And just for the listeners at home, everyone in the studio is standing ovation, saying yes, we do the same thing. I do please. want more.
3: I, I want more of a picture. Are you lying down? Are you fully reclined? Are you I'm, like my dad, like sitting about straight me. This up? This is This is a asleep.
1: hypothetical thing. This is a hypothetical John, this thing. This is deeply about, about you. This is a hypothetical thing about something people are dealing with, and I wanted to talk about it. And what happens is, honestly, some people, what they do is they take the cushion, and they make it horizontal, <laughs> and then they watch the last five minutes of something.
4: And for the listeners, um, John is actually tearing up.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is, whoa, whoa, we, have whoa, whoa. To we, admit, we have to We admit make the to cushion ourselves,
2: horizontal? As in, you take it for the... Cause no, I know it horizontal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is, we have to admit to ourselves that it's okay, and we should get ready for bed. And I don't care how weird this sounds because I I believe in my bones that this is one of the most common experiences no one is talking about. We got to stop falling asleep on the couch and get better sleep. And we'll deal with the things we didn't do today, tomorrow.
4: I hope whoever you're talking about (laughs) takes care of... themselves (laughs)
3: is this even being released or is it just kind of all about getting this out we haven't started yet we're not gonna we got all right everybody let's we got a great
1: show on love it or leave it let's kick it off (laughs) let's end on a high note
4: (laughs) that wasn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was so intense imagine if we did that at the improv (laughs) all right (laughs) <laughs> there was an incredible story about two New Yorkers who raised $1.5 million in medical debt for hundreds of people in New York. It was in the New York Times, uh, Carolyn Kenyon and Judith Jones of Ithaca. They raised a lot of money uh, and sent it to a debt forgiveness charity called RIP Medical Debt. And it's a really good story. The organization has forgiven $434 million in medical debt so far, assisting 250,000 people who just get a notice in the mail that tells them that their debt has been purchased and taken care of. And it's a really good thing that people are stepping up. It's actually an incredible organization that it's not just a one-off thing, like they're helping so many people. But the reason I wanted to raise it is it's a great organization solving a problem that shouldn't exist. According to the Times, which had a great story about this, which you should check out, What this organization has done is only a fraction of the debt out there. It's $750 billion in past due medical debt that Americans owe. It's a drop in the bucket. RIP Medical Debt specifically seeks to buy the debt of people who earn less than two times the federal poverty level, according to the Times, those in financial hardship, and people facing insolvency. It purchases the portfolios at a steep discount, a penny or less on the dollar. These bills have typically passed through several collection agencies in months or years of collections. The people who do not know they have been selected receive the debt relief as a tax-free gift, and it comes off of their credit reports, again, according to the times. I think it's an incredible organization doing incredible work, but also it is a reminder of how much we need to do to right the healthcare system and how much we're doing to help people through things like GoFundMe and other things because people are in such dire need because the system is broken. But I think it's an incredible organization. And I thought that's an incredible story of people just getting in the mail that their medical debt has been taken care of. And it's a reminder of how many people are working every day to fix our broken healthcare system. And so I thought that would be a nice place to end it this week. I want to thank this incredible panel. This was such a great show. Jen Statsky, Mitra Juhari, Hayes Davenport, and the Women's Center for Creative Works Community Chorus. You guys did an incredible job. Thank you guys all for coming out and have a great night.